What I really needed was to recreate myself, which means to bring something new into the world that has never existed before. One of my favorite topics is business, buying and selling businesses, starting businesses. And today we have Dominic Rinaldi from K2 Advisor. He has a very unique uh, value, uh, value proposition for the business owner. He coaches buyers and sellers on how to prepare for buying or selling a business. So welcome, Dominic. Hey, Terrence. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, very, very cool. I've, I've met people that buy and sell businesses, and I know you've had a, a fair amount of experience doing that, but coaching someone to buy and sell a business is particularly interesting because I get a lot of questions about people that have businesses they don't like or they're ready to get out and they got to prepare to move out of there or those that want to do the other side. They want to get into a business. And I know from our, our conversations, your suggestion is to look at buying one before starting one. So why don't we start there with a little background about how you ended up in this space? Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, probably around 2004, um, I was looking for my next opportunity and deciding what I was going to do. And that's after, you know, long career in corporate America and, and running a couple of internet uh, companies and I decided it was time for me to own my own business. And so I weighed my options. Should I start something? Should I buy something? Should I partner with somebody? And uh, at the end of the day, I decided that buying an existing business uh, was really where my, uh, where my heart was. I didn't want to take the risk of starting from scratch, having to find clients, build my service, you know, proof of concept. I just thought it, you know, could potentially take too long to get to where I wanted and needed to be. I had to train the pull. I had a young family at the time. And so my option was buy an existing business that had a track record, had ongoing revenues and cash flows, clients, trained employees, and um, and see if I could bring my skills and my experiences to that business and take it to the next level. And that's what I did. I, uh, I luckily found this business, um, acquired it, and uh, you know here I am 15, 16 years later, and uh, we've grown it to the largest small business M&A firm in Chicago, and it's uh, been, been a tremendous run. So you got it right in the first try. <laughs> uh, it, well, you know, uh, as you know, it's not, oh, it's not easy, right? The path of owning your own business can be fraught with all sorts of, uh, potholes. You know, we've had to live through the great recession of 08, you know, the, this pandemic, although it's interesting, uh, this year will be our best year ever on the heels of 2019 being our best year. And we just shattered 2019, um, but, you know, it's it's had its ups and downs. But by and large, uh, I, I am so happy I made this move to own my own business and uh, and really have personal and financial freedom. Yeah, and you made a pivot in your business, too. You were telling me about how you kind of created a new vertical um, of, of advice and guidance. I mean, everyone's in business is helping someone do something, but... You know, rather than cutting the deals, talk a little bit about K2 Advisors and how you're coaching. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, the M&A firm where we really just solely focus on helping people buy and sell business has been around for 20 years. But 
over the course of that 20 years, and I've personally been involved in over 300 M&A transactions, the common theme that I've seen uh, is that people just don't properly prepare for their transactions, whether they're buying or selling. Uh, even when they think they've prepared and we talk to them about their plan, invariably they've missed some really key nuances uh, or pieces of the process. And, um, you know, I just decided that now is the right time to move over into that path and really try to help people be better prepared. Uh, I've seen too many examples of people coming to us at the last minute when they have to sell a business or their back is up against the wall and they've left money on the table or they haven't minimized their risks. Uh, and and it's, it's not a happy day when we have to do those transactions. And I think, oh my goodness, this person ran that business for 20 years if they could have taken incremental steps along the way, then there would have been a much better outcome. And on the other side, the, the, the flip of that side, when you're going to acquire something, it's so easy to forget some of the key components of how to get a good transaction done. And you know, a little bit of pre-planning and, mm -hmm. and the outcome can be so different. And so uh, I, I really hope that uh, on the K2 side, we can help more and more people be better prepared so that they have a, a great experience, whether they're buying or selling. Mm. So, I mean, people are either going to learn about you through buying or selling a business on the spot or preparing to do that. But in either case, there's mistakes. And usually I like to say, like, what are the, what are the nightmare mistakes that people make that destroy the value of their business or the, or the ability to sell it at all? Yeah. You know, on the seller side, um, I start with so many owners don't take the time to even figure out what the true market value of their business is. Um, you know, if you know if you own a home, somehow or another, you're always checking on the value of your. You're you're, you're curious about what did that house around the corner sell for? You know, and mm -hmm. how does that compare to my house? And you always sort of have a beat on what your home is worth, or at least you have a good range. Right. So many people don't take that you know, basic step with their business. And you can't compare a manufacturing business to a distribution business. In fact, you can't compare two manufacturing businesses to each other because they could be run completely different. So understanding as a first step, the, the value of your own business, the market value is a really important step. And then beyond that, understanding what drives value up or down is really critical. And there are things that we refer to as key value drivers. And, and these are things that, you know, taken in a silo can drive values up and down. And for example, I talk a lot about having a self-managing business. Mm -hmm. If you can have a business that largely operates without your direct involvement as the owner day in and day out, mm -hmm. you've built a more valuable business when you compare it against somebody who's running a business where they're involved in the sales effort or they're in, involved in critical pieces of mm -hmm. uh, process, the value of that business goes down. And here's why. When you do get ready to transfer that business or sell that business, the buyer's going to look at the risks. 
And, right. and there's clear risk if you're so involved in the business as an owner in that transition, because if something happens to that owner in transition and they're so involved in the business, well, now the value of the business went down probably pretty dramatically. So for right. buyers, it's all about risk. And, um, and the more you're involved in the business as an owner, the lower the value of your business. And there's probably, Terrence, anywhere between 8 to 12 of these types of value drivers that mm -hmm. we look at for every client and evaluate the business uh, and combine that with their financial performance to come up with what, you know, what is the true value of the business and where are the gaps? Well, the, the, the penalties for not having that that control level is significant, right? And um, I mean, the I always tell people if you have to be there to make the money, it's not a business; it's a job. Correct. And, you know, so your your options when you don't have when you're the, the the star of the team and you're the whole show. I think there's a lot of businesses like that. I've certainly seen a bunch, and 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 to some regard, I'm guilty of it myself. You know, I got sick. Uh, I was preparing for the ultimate transaction. You know. And you talk about people needing to prepare for for an event like um i selling the business was least of my concerns you know there's there was preparing for you know getting sick and dying potentially which is a whole nother form of prepare, preparation but not doing either is so financially damning not forget about the um the regular the regular uh issues and restrictions that, that come with it but financially damning um and so what, what are, what are, um, you know, some examples of what they could do to prepare? Yeah, well, so I, I first, like I mentioned, uh, get, get, get a value, get a market value, understand what your yeah. business is worth in the marketplace today Two, understand the value drivers of your business mm -hmm. and where your business ranks for each of those value drivers. And where you can move the needle so that you can create more value. Um, and any reputable firm, you know, should be able to do that. We put people through that, through that uh, checklist uh, mm -hmm. and, and we deliver the results of that. Um, and then the other thing that I think is, is really important and people, I can understand people not wanting to take this step, but I'll tell you it's so important, is we always test the liquidity of the business. And what I mean mm -hmm. by liquidity is, is a bank willing to lend <laughs> to a prospective buyer on that right. business at the value that we've ascribed to it. Um, and that's critical because buyers across the board want to be able to bring leverage to that deal. Nobody wants mm -hmm. to stroke a check for the full purchase price. And by the way, rarely do they. Right. Everybody wants to go out and get a loan, especially at today's interest rates. So is is your business bank financeable? Uh, and if so, value of your business goes up just by the mere nature that somebody can go get a loan. Um, how, do you, what, how would you bring that? I mean, that's obviously like staging the house. I hear you talking about... Mm -hmm. I hear you talking about these things you need to do for your business. It's like staging a house before you sell it, right? Get the shrubs right, yep. you know, make sure it's clean yep. and, and making sure it's presentable. Yep. Talk about that. I've never heard that concept of all the things I've heard. So you're, how would you go about approaching a bank about the, the lend? So lend I'll tell you, we have, so we have a process 
We have mm-hmm. a process in our firm where we 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 do the financial analysis, we do the value driver mm-hmm. analysis, um, and then uh, we do some research of who the prospective buyers are. Which, by the way, is also critically important because the more buyers you have that might be in the marketplace for your business, that means the more leverage you're going to have. And so that could play a role in the value. And then the last piece is we package all of that up. And our firm works with about 18 banks, local, regional, Mm -hmm. national banks. We confidentially will bring a package to the bank and say, hey, this client's not ready to sell today. But if they were at this value, assuming the buyer is a qualified buyer, would you provide a loan at this value? And they'll say yes or no. They might give us some parameters. They might say, well, we would, but the seller would have to do this. The buyer would have to do that. You know, mm-hmm. So they're going to put some disclaimers on that. Look, that's uh, like you said, that's staging before you might want to sell. Right. But it's another just key data point to understand um, so that you have some, some comfort because the alternative is if you can't have, you can't get a bank to finance that transaction, and the you know the buyer's not going to write a check for the entire value. Guess what's right. going to happen? You're you going to get it. paid over some period of time. Yeah. That means your the the purchase price is at risk. Those future mm-hmm. payments and the delivery of them could be at risk. And as right. an owner, you know you want to mitigate mitigate as many risks as you can, and that's an important one. That's the dreaded earnout, right? The worst possible way to get out of a business, right? You gotta, you gotta do things and get paid with all the drivers. Tell me a story. Could could be a seller note. Could be a seller note. Could be a contingent note. There could be other forms uh, that 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 future payment comes. But whenever there's a future payment, there's risk that that payment doesn't happen, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, that's interesting. You know, tell me a story that would make me want to cry. You know, do you have any of those stories where someone had, had, uh, X and, and, and didn't do what he had to do and ended up with way less than X or. Yeah, actually, um, I cover, I cover this in one of my podcasts. I have a podcast M&A unplugged in, in one of the episodes, I, I talked to the daughters of an owner. Um, who had built a, a manufacturing, light manufacturing assembly business mm-hmm. and um, had really done an unbelievable job building this business and had run it for a very long time. Um, I, think, I think the business was started in the 60s. And the owner had done a tremendous job of building this business, but the owner was the business. I mean, he literally, I mean, he made all the critical decisions and um, he had gotten diagnosed with um, terminal uh, cancer. And uh, it wasn't an immediate thing. He had five years. So he had time to really work on the business. And um, what I've always found uh, sad and fascinating about this story is he had five years. And right. he was in, impeccable about his personal situation. He put all of his personal finances in order. He had everything buttoned up. His state from a personal perspective was buttoned up. But when it came to his business, he just did couldn't find his way 
to doing the things that he needed to do to put that business in, you know, in a good position for a transition. And one of his daughters was actually pulled back into the business to help run it. And the father passed away and we were brought in to see if we could sell the business. And um, it was almost an overnight decline. We were brought in, we looked at the financials, you know, it was a bit of a mess, but we, you know, we thought we could find some buyers. When I tell you within two months, that business has started to erode because he was no longer there and he no, he no longer was pulling the right strings. Yeah. We did get the business sold, but it got sold at a fraction of the value and value aside, uh, the toll that it took on his on his family was, um, I, I think, just a shame. His one of his daughters wound up getting sick. I mean, the stress that they were under to try to uh, get that business sold so it didn't fold and they could see their dad's legacy follow on, mm-hmm. and it just makes no sense. He knew there was a date on the calendar, and he had the time, and he still didn't do the work. I think it's a cautionary tale. Think you should do this work almost day one when you start or buy a business. You should always mm-hmm. have the exit in mind. Um, doesn't mean you need mm-hmm. to pull the trigger. It just means you should know what you need to do. That's the covey. Uh, begin with the end in mind. Yep. How how are you going to come out of this thing? Uh, you know, I know if you saw the movie Moneyball, I'm sure you did, right? Sure. Just, yeah. So Billy Bean, Billy Beans. <laughs> Uh, maybe the famous scene when he says, you know, everybody's told at one time or another, they're not going to be able to be able to play the little boys game anymore. Exactly. Sometimes we're told at 12, sometimes we're told at 18, sometimes we're told at 38, but we're all told. Talk yeah, about the exactly date. Right. Everybody has a date. I mean, this is, as you know, Dominic, near and dear to my heart because I, I walked into an emergency room perfectly normal like any other day. And when you know, within seven hours was told I had six months to live and I was, you know, dying of liver failure and I had a business and employees and everything. Uh, so I, my date was coming and it wasn't five years out and it was still a scramble. Yeah. You know, yeah. six months, um, five years is like, uh, like an eternity some comparatively. Yes. So talk about the yeah. date. Everybody has a date. Yeah, look, I, I, the date um, from an owner's perspective is um, it could come at any time. Like in your case, uh, the date, you know, was a flip of the switch. Uh, you had an, a medical emergency and now you needed to scramble to sell your business. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the worst sort of scenario. And, you know, that, that could be a date. Another date could be uh, you're presented with an opportunity. Somebody approaches you and says, hey, we'd like to merge or we've got this joint venture opportunity or we think we could do X, Y, and Z. And if you haven't done everything possible to maximize the value of your business, your piece of that joint venture or that opportunity isn't going to be maximized. And yet it may be a tremendous opportunity and you may still do it, but you're going to do it, you know, at a depressed value potentially. Mm. Um, And so, you know, there's an opportunistic date that could present itself. Uh, the other date that that could present itself is, you know, you just, you burn out. Uh, you become, you know, disillusioned with running that business any longer. And I can, I see 40 year olds that hit burnout, 50 year olds. I mean, it can happen mm-hmm. at any time. They just, they've been doing it for 20 years and they just can't do it anymore. And then there's obviously the retirement date, right? 
Right. Um, you get to the point where you're just ready to retire. Uh, and that, that usually can lead to a little bit more of an orderly transition. But the other ones, they're going to be sprung upon you. And right. if you're not ready, you're leaving potentially chips on the table or you're introducing risks you didn't need to have. I'm going to ask you about your self-assessment because what a lot of people are probably getting to, to know here is that there's a lot of variables in selling a business and we could never fit them into a short show. And when it relates to such an important asset, which is probably the most important asset in any business owner's life, you want to get help. Uh, you want to get coaching. You want to get mentorship. But you have an assessment uh, that I want to drive people to at the end of the show. But I want to talk about something that's particularly uh, of interest to me is someone like yourself that had a very, very mature, very established traditional business pivots in the middle of your life, not at the beginning, right? You pivoted to a podcast and a coaching model, very untraditional path for someone with your skill set and expertise. I want to know a few things. Number one, why'd you do it? And two, tell me how you like it, as it's a different yeah. world. So the why I did it, uh, great, great question, great series of questions. Um, I've built largely a self-managing business. I can't say completely, um, mm -hmm. but I really do have largely a self-managing business. I have some tremendous people who've been with me now for a long time. They're very, very skilled at M&A transactions. They know how to get deals done. And so about three years ago, I pulled myself out of direct deal making. I get involved when the team needs me or they pull me in or they need my expertise. But by and large, my, my team really can, can do the transactions without my involvement. And, um, and I had this idea that we could do more and give back and help people in a different way. Mm. The podcasting thing, quite frankly, I did it on a lark and I thought, okay, maybe we want to help people prepare. How do I move the needle on preparation without, you know, having it be, you know, self-serving on the M&A side? And I thought, look, let's, let's just give people information. Let's, Let's be a free flow of information. Let's bring on experts. Let's bring on previous clients and let them share their stories. Mm. And I was presented the opportunity of podcasting. And um, June of 2019, we launched. And I have to tell you, it, what a tremendous um, gift podcasting has been. I, I, I love it. I love the mm -hmm. people I meet. I love hearing the stories. I love having the opportunity to sit down with folks and, and be, get, be a guest on a show like yours and get to know you and meet you. I mean, it's just been, yeah. it's been a gift that keeps on giving. And I think in the process, we're really helping people because we're giving them, you know, really good, valuable content so they can be better prepared. And then the pivot for the new business was just the, you know, going full circle with the podcast and, and wanting to help people. And, mm -hmm. and now the new, the new business is all about, you know, for folks who need the extra hand and, and help um, extending that and, and getting people, you know, some direct coaching, group coaching, as well as one-on-one -on -one coaching 
to help them with whatever their event is, preparing for a sale, preparing to buy something. And, um, and for me, you know, I'm, I'm completely energized. I had run my business for 15 years. I had been involved in over 300 M&A transactions, been there, done it. And for me, this has been a complete invigoration. I'm, I'm so excited about, you know, the new things that we're doing. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a, it is a cool. start from scratch, but it's been a ton of fun. It's impressive. You're reminding me of a friend of mine that was a very established uh, doctor. And uh, at the end of his career, instead of practicing medicine, he went and taught at Harvard. He just loved it. He said, I just want to teach. You know, wow. I know a lot of things I want to teach and give back. So he kind of reinvented himself like you have, yeah. uh, which is encouraging for you know, a lot of mid midlife people like us that you know i'm in yeah. my second career too like i did the same thing you're doing i could easily have gone back and did traditional and made yep. very you know very very good money very fast right. like easy like flipping pancakes and i it always it was a grind you know making the change but it's so it's so cool because i could clearly tell just from your our interactions earlier that you're on the other side of the hard work now you're starting to get the fruits off the tree um that's super cool and i um I'd love to see yeah. that, particularly the only reason it was made available to you, Dominic, is you eat at your own restaurant. Your <laughs> client, your, I call it client zero. Like you're your own best client. You did all the stuff you teach on. So you could have done this. You could have gone off and went on a mission trip because you had it right. That's really, really powerful. It took so me a while uh, to get there. It took me a while to, it took me a while to, um, to take my own medicine, you know, and, and, uh, practice what I preached, but, uh, finally did get there and, uh, yeah. And I, and, and I love where we're at. Yeah. Then it's one of the nice things about being in, um, you know, in a, in a situation where you see a lot of life's events in front of you, cause your clients are experiencing divorce, lawsuits, tax liens, uh, sickness, trauma, drama, kids getting you know did the, the you know kids having their mental health problems and like there's such a a stable of those things and every single time it affects your business yep. because you're not yes. you're not you're not your a player um how do people get a hold of your your company k2 advisors and maybe you're if they're more active uh sun acquisitions but uh, what's the call to action on that assessment? That sounds like something that would be a first step for yeah. anybody. Uh, so, you know, if you go to our K2 advisor website, which is K, the number two, A-D-V-I-S-E-R.com. If you go to that website, there's a free resources tab. And on that tab, we've got a number of free resources. Two of the resources, uh, if you're if you're an owner of a business and you want to understand uh, how ready you might be for an exit. And look, whether you're ready to sell today or not, you should understand your, your readiness. It takes less than seven minutes. Um, it'll deliver back to you an immediate score between zero and a hundred and we'll email you the questions and the answers. So you can see, um, you know, you, you, you know, you'll be able to discern by the types of questions we're asking where the gaps might be. Right. Right. And, Conversely, if you're a buyer and um, you want to know how ready you are to buy, similar assessment. It'll take less than five minutes to take that assessment, give you an immediate score, and we'll and we'll email you uh, the results. 
There's also a couple of free eBooks there about the major pitfalls people face when buying and selling. So things like that. And um, it, it won't take a lot of time. And I think you'll get a, a Is your internet working? Oh, I got you back yet. <laughs> he just froze right in the middle of it. Oh, no. It's a good interview too, but he's pretty bright too. This guy, he, all, we, all we literally got to do is say it won't take a lot of time, and uh, after that, I could probably actually close it out. If you're ever thinking about buying a business or selling a business. <laughs> Terrence, it happens. Sorry about that. I don't. All you got to do. Well, we can, we can edit that. Obviously, just it, you know, it's just you. You're right on the part where it won't take a lot of time. That's what. That's if you start with that sentence. That's about exactly where you froze up. Oh, so you got most of it then, right? I got I got to at the end he said it won't take a lot of time and then he froze up. I don't know what you said after that. Okay, I could I could, I could okay, probably I'll, end I'll, it, I'll but do, I'll do that. Just say it won't take a lot of time, it's easy, and we'll send you the results and then okay. I'll close it out. Got it. So it will take a lot of time. You'll get uh, immediate feedback, and I think it will really help you understand, you know, how prepared you are for whatever the event is that you know you're you're looking at. Wow. Awesome. Very impressive, super powerful transformation as a business owner, mature business owner. I love seeing that because it's a, it's a, you know, I, I, I prescribe to the process of learn, earn and return. And I'm sure um, that you're getting a lot of all that right now with the way you structure yourself. So Dominic Rinaldi, and I want to thank you that the, the, uh, the link to the assessment will be in the show notes. Thanks for coming with us today. Hey, Terrence, thank you so much for having me.